The Carolina Hurricanes had a great weekend against the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Edmonton Oilers, but just what went right for the team and what didn't go so right for them? Find out today in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And as always, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And don't forget to rate the show five stars on whatever streaming platform you are listening on. The Carolina Hurricanes, they had a great weekend against the Columbus Blue Jackets, against the Edmonton Oilers, and they are taking on the Detroit Red Wings tonight. So, in today's episode, we are going to be going through what went good in the Columbus game and the Edmonton game, also what went wrong in those games as well, and previewing tonight's matchup against the Detroit Red Wings. It is a packed episode today, folks, and I cannot wait to discuss it with you. But diving into Friday's matchup against the Columbus Blue Jackets, this was a game where you know, the Blue Jackets, they were coming in hot. They've been on fire ever since they came back from the All-Star break, whereas the Hurricanes were a bit shaky. And the Blue Jackets, they had just smacked the Florida Panthers 6-3 to the night before. But in this game, the Carolina Hurricanes blanked the Blue Jackets, ended up winning that game four to nothing. Freddie got his third shutout of the season in this game. And this was one where pretty much everything that could go right did go right for the Hurricanes. Not a whole lot of negative in this game here. I would say the one thing that I didn't like in this game, well, two things really, but one of them is kind of a overarching thing between both games. So we'll discuss that later. But in this Columbus game, especially, was the lack of physicality from the Hurricanes. Given Seth Jarvis did drop the gloves early in this game, which we absolutely love to see. And if you had money on that, I guarantee you made a pretty penny because that was something that nobody was expecting in this game to for Seth Jarvis to drop the gloves but we love to see it but as a whole I feel the physicality was lacking in this game against Columbus as they were out hit 25 to 9 so that was something that I was not a fan of in this game I think the Carolina Hurricanes definitely should have stepped it up a little bit in that regard that is something that Really, since Tony D'Angelo has been out, the physicality hasn't necessarily been there as much. Given, while I'm not really a fan of him personally, he does bring that physicality to the team. And that was something that was definitely missed in this game against Columbus. And like I said in the preview for that game, in Metro Division matchups, these teams always bring a bit extra when it comes to their play on the ice. They bring a little bit more effort they bring a little bit more physicality and they just 
step their game up in every aspect. Columbus really did step that up in this game, and kudos to them on that. But one thing that I did love that the Hurricanes were able to do was just give Freddie a light workload for the night. He only had to face 19 shots. There was a time in the third period where the Blue Jackets only had nine total shots. I want to say there was about uh, about seven minutes or so left in the third period. I forget when exactly it was, but that was a screenshot that has been circulating around uh, all weekend long. So you can find that, of course. But yeah, the Hurricanes, they were really able to just shut Columbus down in every single aspect offensively in this game and that was something that just proves just how suffocating this defense can be we we already knew that the Hurricanes play extremely tight coverage play really tight man-to-man when it comes to defense and it was in full effect in this game against Columbus you look at the shot totals for the periods in the first period the Blue Jackets had three hurricanes had 16 in the second the hurricanes had 22 blue jackets had six so that's where your nine total shots come into the third period and they were able to hold columbus back for quite a while as well third period was a little bit closer and the hurricanes had 12 columbus had 10 but the way the hurricanes were just able to shut columbus down offensively and just not give them anything at all i absolutely loved in this game that's something that the hurricanes do extremely extremely well and with columbus in this game they they very much looked like they had given everything that they had in the night before against florida that was something that i really thought would play a big factor in this game of just the energy level that columbus would come in with and because we saw just a few days prior, the Hurricanes in the second game of a back-to-back against Philly, they didn't look great. And they were able to come away with a win, obviously. that That's obviously great. We love that. But they didn't look good. They looked gassed. And that was very much how Columbus looked. But, you know, in our regard, we got lucky. We didn't play a really great team whereas Columbus they had to play one of the top three teams in the NHL and they suffered because of it so I do like that the Hurricanes were able to just do everything right that that's the main thing with this game they did everything right that they should with the one exception really being the lack of physicality and the power play and the power play was one We'll talk more about that in the Edmonton game because it is an overarching theme throughout these games. But the power play right now, it is, again, they're lacking Tony D'Angelo. Again, I'm not really a fan of this guy. I don't like his attitude off the ice. And, you know, but he has been doing everything that the Hurricanes want him to do on the ice. He's really been quarterbacking the power play and bringing that physicality on defense. And it it showed in these past couple games where, yes, the Hurricanes did 
you know, score on the power play in this game against Columbus. They went one for four, so it's not like the power play has completely stagnated and is looking like dry Thanksgiving turkey again. No, that's not the case. It is getting stuff going, but it is not producing to the level that it was. So we'll see how that progresses because he's obviously going to be out for at least three more weeks at this point. So things definitely can improve. You know, they're kind of in that early stages of missing him. So it can definitely be improved. And I do think it will because they're still able to get stuff going in this game against Columbus. In the game against Edmonton, they were able to capitalize on power play opportunities in both games, which is great, especially when you're missing quarterback for your power play. And I do think that it will continue to find its footing missing Tony. And then whenever he gets back into the lineup, you know, things will hopefully get back to where it was before he went out. But now we're starting to get into that Edmonton game. They did great against Columbus. How were they able to fare on Sunday against the Oilers? We will talk about that right after this quick break. Football season might be over, but basketball is full steam ahead with both pro and college hoops. It's March now, and we all know that college basketball is basically a religion here in North Carolina. Before we know it, it's going to be that time of the year where the ACC tournament is on every single TV across the entire state of North Carolina, even in your schools, because that was a core memory from all of our childhoods. And from the latest odds, top totals, player performance props, to where the next fired head coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports, scores, podcasts, and news this season. And of course, it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right down to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen. And for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now the Edmonton game. This was on Sunday. The Hurricanes were riding high off of that shutout win against the Blue Jackets. And this was a game where I felt the Hurricanes were still able to continue a lot of what they did right against the Blue Jackets, especially the top line, where in that Columbus game, you had the stall niederreiter Vost line being outstanding, especially on that jordan Stahl goal, where it took like the eighth chance in you know to get the goal in. But, you know, in where they were the standouts in that game, you had the top line being the standout in this game with Sveshnikov, Aho, and Teravainen. And that's no secret either. We all know that when they put this line together, magic happens. And it's one of those things where when they're not together all the time, which sometimes gets a little frustrating because when the Hurricanes are having some... uh down moments 
you know, you're like, all right, yeah, let's put this line together. We know how good they can be. But when they are together, you get games like this where the Hurricanes did, you know, where they were outstanding. And, you know, with that top line, you know, the two goals that the Hurricanes scored that counted, it, they came from that top line with the first being Tavo goal with assists from Svechnikov and Chatfield. And the second goal being a Sebastian Ajo goal with assists from Teravainen and Svechnikov. So this line produced everything that we needed in this game to win with Sebastian Ajo scoring that game winner. And actually with that Sebastian Ajo goal and Tavo Teravainen factoring in on the assist with that, they have now tied Ron Francis and Kevin Deneen for most goal combinations in franchise history with 171. That is something that is going to get broken this season. 100% could get broken tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. That's really something that wouldn't surprise me there. But in this Edmonton game, like I said, the, the top line was great. But this was a game where the Hurricanes did take a bit of a step back in regards that they were just taking dumb penalties. And it was not great for them in that regard. Obviously, the penalty kill was able to step up to the challenge. And that's obviously great. We know how good this penalty kill can be. We know that. But we gave Edmonton four power play opportunities. They had a long five-on-three opportunity as well. So I think that was something that the Hurricanes, they that was something that really frustrated me in this game in regards that, you know, while I wasn't worried that Edmonton would score on power plays or anything like that, you know, I was confident on our penalty kill. This was one of those things where it was stupid. They were... They're making stupid mistakes. And that is what was getting really, really frustrating. Because you had that Brady Shea high stick double minor against Connor McDavid. That was, you should know better than you know, high stick, you know, keep your stick down, you know, all that stuff. The double minor was something that was a little, uh, what's going on there? I personally... If I remember correctly, a double minor has to be blood. I don't remember seeing any blood out there with that. But, you know, it is what it is. The Hurricanes were able to kill it off. And, you know, there was definitely some frustrating calls, of course. The Andre Sveshnikov roughing was a little questionable. And... You know, at the end of the day, though, we can't, you know, always blame the officials for calling stuff that shouldn't have been called and whatnot because, you know, that it does sometimes feel like a cop out. And thankfully, the Hurricanes, they were able to step up to the challenge. You know, all right, you know, maybe some of those things shouldn't have been called. Maybe it should have just been a regular minor penalty, not a double minor. Maybe Svetch shouldn't have gotten called for roughing. Whatever you've got to call, you have got to kill those penalties regardless. And the Hurricanes were able to do that. So penalty kill was outstanding, but we have got to get some of those dumb penalties in check. But they were able to kill them off. They were able to rise to the occasion there, which was great. And 
I did mention this earlier when it came to the power play again in the uh, recap from the Columbus game. While the Hurricanes, they were able to go one for three in this game against Edmonton. They are lacking that true quarterback of their power play. But like I said earlier, I do feel that they will get accustomed to lack to not having Tony D'Angelo quarterbacking their power play. They will get used to not having him. And the power play will improve. My main concern then becomes whenever he comes back from injury here in about three and a half, four weeks or so, will we be able to you know, get back to where we were when a, whenever he was there quarterbacking it? But that is something that it, that's just we can't rush that that's something that's going to come with time that's something we can't just you know snap our fingers and oh you know it's the best power play in the nhl it's not gonna happen it's something that has to take time for the hurricanes to get accustomed to and one thing that was really good in this game i mentioned the penalty kill being really really good the defense was also really good in this game and well, yes, the one goal that Edmonton scored, the Hurricanes definitely want that back, Freddie Anderson in particular. But the Hurricanes were able to limit Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, both of those guys, to zero points. McDavid did have the one goal that was called back. That's obviously great for the Hurricanes. But that was the second time, only the second time this season that McDavid and Drysaddle have been held to zero points. And that's a testament to just how good this Hurricanes defense is. And I'm really, one thing I was really impressed with in this game and with the Columbus game as well is Jalen Chatfield. The guy has been outstanding. And I know a lot of folks, myself included, have said that you know, come trade deadline time, he's the one that stays. Brennan Smith is the one that gets shipped on out. Chatfield has been a much, much better fit and much more impactful player than Brendan Smith has been. And there was a reason Chatfield got extended after his stint in the NHL back in December because of just how good he was. And I'm really looking forward to just seeing how this kid can continue to improve over the next few weeks while they got while Smith and D'Angelo are out. And then going forward as well, because this guy is really showing that he deserves a spot in the NHL, not the AHL. And I'm really looking forward to seeing just what he's able to do over the next few weeks and then shoot next two seasons because he got that two year extension as well. But, you know, first up, you know, before we get, you know, two seasons down the road, we got tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. Jalen Chatfield's going to be playing in that game, obviously. Can't wait to see what he does, as well as the rest of the Hurricanes. But we will preview that game right after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with rockauto.com access at home and in your pocket right now. 
So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts at that chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could possibly need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go to their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now that we have those games against Columbus and Edmonton out of the way, the Carolina Hurricanes are looking to get their sixth straight win tonight up in Detroit against the Red Wings. This is a game where I think, you know, the Hurricanes, they can't underestimate Detroit because Detroit has been sneaky good. And obviously in the last meeting, you know, the Hurricanes were able to win five to three back in December. But it, the Red Wings, yeah, they are on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoff picture. But they are just on the outside. Comes to wildcard, they're in that fourth spot sitting only behind Columbus on the outside and then Boston and Washington on the inside. So the Red Wings, they've also gotten points in 18 of their last 29 home games. So they are a pretty good team at home. But the Hurricanes, they are really riding high right now. They've, like I said, they're looking for their sixth straight win tonight. Chatfield has been on fire. That stalled Niederreiter Foss line has been outstanding. You have the Svechkov Aho Teravinen line that has been outstanding as well. So you have two really lethal lines, and everyone else has been playing really well as well. So when it comes to line predictions, honestly, I think a lot of your forward lines and defensive pairings probably going to stay the same as what they were in these past two games. Really don't see any changes happening there. I don't see why they would need to make any changes. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. The one question would be the goaltending. Who do you go with tonight? Do you go with Freddie Anderson? Or do you go with Auntie Ranta? This is one I could really see it going either way. And I, I think that Freddie is obviously the obvious choice here. But you also don't want to overplay him either. I So I think, honestly, Auntie Ranta would be the, t- the guy to go with. He is, when he has played, he's been really good for the Hurricanes. And he's one, I definitely think that, you know, he's or Freddie has earned a little bit of a break, and I personally, I'd probably go with Ronta tonight in net for the Hurricanes against the Wings. I think that he could absolutely, you know, play out of his mind tonight against the Red Wings. Red Wings are a good team, not a great team, but they are good. They definitely exceeded my expectations for the year for sure, and I personally, like I said, I think. Freddie's earned a break. He had a hell of a weekend against the Blue Jackets and the Oilers. He did. And he's earned a little bit of a rest. You don't want to overwork him, especially with the playoffs right around the corner. 
So I think that Ronto would be the guy to go with tonight, but that's not my decision. That's Rod Burnmore's decision, and we will find that out later on tonight, and or this afternoon, I should say, really, because before we know it, it's going to be 7 o'clock, ready for puck drop tonight. So I think that Ronto will be the guy that we see tonight, but one thing that I think we have to will be really fun to watch that I mentioned in the Edmonton recap was Sebastian Ajo and Tara Vinen. Those guys, they tied franchise record for most goal combinations in history, 171. They tied Francis and Denis. If Rod Brendamore doesn't change the lines, which I don't see why he should, everything's been going well, we could really see that get broken tonight. And that would be absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. I'd love for it to happen at home. I think that would be, that'd obviously be really cool. It'd be a really cool moment, of course. But it's something that these guys are hot. To, not Sebastian Ajo, excuse me. Tavo Teravine is riding an eight game point streak right now. Let's get that record broken tonight against Detroit. Does that mean that maybe Alex Ndelkovic is the one that gets broken on? Yes. That stinks, of course. But this duo has really just proven themselves to be an absolute powerhouse. And then you throw Svech in there as well on that line. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And could very, they already are one of the best lines in the NHL. And, you know, before too long, you know, with some of these older teams aging out, this could be the best line in the NHL, period. And then you have, you know, a duo on there with Ajo and Tara Vinen that's already combined for the most goal combos in franchise history, and they're as young as they are. Shoot, they're only 24 and 27, respectively, so they're still really, really young guys with a lot of time ahead of them so the fact that they're going to break this record before they're 30 one of them before he's even 25 ridiculous and absolutely ridiculous and you love to see it but i think that is going to be a duo and line as a whole of course that the red wings are really going to have to look out for in this game they're they know just how hot these guys are right now and that they're looking to break that record. Why wouldn't they? And they know they want to break it. So, and they're going to do everything they can to break it. And the thing is, hey, you got to watch out for those guys. You also got to watch out for that Stahlfoss Niederreiter line as well. Those guys have been really good also. And then, of course, you got Trocek, Jarvis, Natchez. And you got those guys on the second. You got the Martinuk, Lawrence, Stepan, Kokiyemi. You got those guys there on the bottom as well. So this this is a dangerous forward group tonight. And that's just the forwards. Then you got the defense with Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, Brady Shea, Jalen Chatfield, Ethan Bear, Ian Cole. Those guys are dangerous as well. And Brady Shea, he's been one that has been absolutely outstanding this year. Jacob Slavin, he was 
a great in that game against Edmonton, just shutting guys down, shutting guys down left and right, shutting down McDavid, shutting down Drysaddle, and just showing why he's one of the best defensemen in the NHL. So the Hurricanes are hot right now, and Detroit is really going to have their work cut out for them. But ultimately, keys to victory in this game is keep that top line going. Don't take dumb penalties like you did in that Edmonton game. And finally, is to be able to shut down Dylan Larkin. He is one that has been really, really good for the Red Wings as of late. Where Tavo is on an eight-game point streak, Larkin is on a nine-game point streak with six goals and 11 assists. So you're going to have to shut him down, but I am absolutely confident that the Hurricanes can do that. They just shut down Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisel. He'll both of them to zero points. They can absolutely shut down Dylan Larkin. But the Hurricanes can do all that. They're definitely coming away with the win tonight. I'm very much looking forward to this game. I'm really hoping we see history get made tonight with Sebastian Ajo and Tara Vinen. But regardless of what happens in this game... We will talk about it in tomorrow's episode. So thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day. And now that you've made Locked on Hurricanes your first listen, go make Locked on Fantasy Hockey your second listen. Hosted by Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone, they will help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure that you rate Locked on Hurricanes, five stars on whatever platform you are listening on. And follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. And myself on Twitter at Gerald Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you in tomorrow's episode.